today we are going to talk about The Goldfinch, the movie and the book adaptation. So before we get into our review, I wanted to give a shout out to LVE Wines. Yes. yes. Legend Vineyard Exclusive. That's made and produced by John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. I think today we're drinking the rosé. It's good. Yes, yes it has, it's a little dry to the palate, but it has a great crisp finish, and <laughs> I love rosé. Right, can we as wait? As much as does. <laughs> can we as you can down? hear in the background. But it's a very, very good wine. Thanks, John Legend. First of all, the bottle is amazing. Gorgeous. I love the bottle, and it's reusable, recyclable. Good job, guys. Wait, I know. I thought somebody thought refill. the bottle was open when the top was on it because it's just that clear and It crisp. has a glass, like, cork, uh, cork to it or a stopper. So cool. And somebody thought it was open. Treva. But the whole time, it had the glass stopper in there. So, um, yeah. We're gonna... Yeah, it's a little classy for me. Yeah, I'm great sorry. Packaging. I'm not used to that. It's great. great and what were you talking about the bottom, Lynn, when you pour? The bottom has a great grip. You pour from the bottom. And it has a great textured grip for your thumb to pour adequately. Hmm. Wow. Well, Lynn just be dropping knowledge about everything. Especially about wine because we know Lynn loves to drink. <laughs> All right. So our rating at the end of this review will be brought to you by LVE. We've already sampled it so it tastes delicious. Yeah. A little more than a yes. sample. Yeah, it's had a little bit more than a sample. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, thank you for creating a very delicious wine. Yeah, it's really good. All On right. to the Pulitzer Prize winning book, Gold. Goldfinch. Did yes. you say Potter Prize? Pulitzer Prize winning. winning. Oh, I thought you said Potter because you know you call them Potter. So no, I said no. it. No relevance. No relevance. <laughs> All right. So um, this book was written by Donna, Donna Tart, and um, the movie was directed by John Crawley. Yeah. Yes. And the screenplay was written by Peter Strahan. Strahan. Okay. I love the book. Yeah. The story the was fabulous. How about first of all, the book was too daggone long. Oh, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it was all a good book, but yeah, all of my life. But the all details were crazy. Oh my life! Really? It was really, really long. It really was. But um, it was so worth it. It was definitely worth it. I In agree. the beginning, it was kind of like, story. what is going yeah. on? You really Wait, don't know. I can't put it down. Now I can't right. stop. What's exactly. going on? All these stories. You really didn't know where it was going for a little oh, bit. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was up in the air. It's a little dark at times. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know where is this, this is going to end up. I have no but idea. But the descriptions were crazy. Like, it stop really was. describing an antique spoon. I don't care. Thank you. Um, just tell me your But it makes it so you can visualize it. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. really about feeling the furniture, feeling the... Blah, blah, blah. It's irrelevant. No, it's not. It's <laughs> deep, my friend. Okay. Little snaps for your deepness over there. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump right into this. I don't really have a lot to say except for the fact that I loved this adaptation. Oh the flash gosh. forward and back from the young to old... I think they did a fabulous job. They captured really the pertinent um, aspects of the book to me because I think if they would have captured it anymore, it would have been a four-hour movie. And as it was, it was yeah. a long Ooh, movie. Yeah. But it was just amazing. I am so impressed with Peter, the screenwriter. Like yeah. he did, a, he did such a great job to me. Phenomenal yeah. job. I was getting very nervous because it's like once it starts and then it skipped to a different part that wasn't necessarily <laughs> that part in the book. I was like, I'd be damn why they take that part out. Right. Then, oh wait, oh there it is. Exactly. They didn't take yeah. it out. Okay, here it comes. I was, I was going this so like good. emotional roller coaster. Yeah. 
Like, why would you remove that scene from the movie? <laughs> it's in the book. And then, like, 10 minutes later, it popped up. So I was very, very pleased by that. Like, like Shiva said, balancing back and forth, I really loved how they did that. I but there was a few times I wanted to, like, scream and be right. like, why would you cut that out? <laughs> but actually, it came back later Right. On, and so. I seriously thought that they want to take away his entire childhood in Vegas. And I was yes. like, what yes. the actual heck? Right. Did you say heck? Yes. Oh, wow, that was pretty nice. What you censoring yourself. What? <laughs> I did good. <laughs> Go star for you. <laughs> but yeah, this book and movie was absolutely I mean, just the way that they designed amazing. the movie with the flashback. I mean, that was a perfect way to bring everything in it. And they didn't have to go into so much detail, but mm-hmm. even sometimes it was just a scene of something that we saw that right. let us to understand what was coming next. Gr- exactly. A quick clip. It right. was just genius. I, I was very job. Cool curious on how they were going to put all of it together right with but the flashback was absolutely brilliant it really was so i actually went to go see the movie separate of the rest of the group and i went with a friend of mine who had not read the book at all he did not see any of the trailers he kind of just went i did say he (laughs) because he can be friends no matter what sex they are just check it anyways Back to focus on the <laughs> podcast, not lovemaking over here. She's getting out of that conversation. <laughs> was really cool. Yes, abort mission. Right. <laughs> um, so the funny thing was after the movie, I wanted his perspective just because he had not known any kind of context about the book or what to expect. And it was very nice to hear that the movie was engaging enough for a person that had no idea what the book was about. So it was nice to have a perspective of somebody that did not read the book and also enjoyed the movie just as much as I enjoyed the movie from the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talking about the adaptation, I personally can't think of anything that I didn't like. Like, I, I love the way they handled all, all aspects of the book in the movie. But did you all come across anything that you I'm going to raise like? my hand on that one. Yeah. The end. How the letters never got out. That part, like what letters, letters that he wrote, wrote to each one everyone. of them when he was committing suicide. But he did; it didn't get out in a book either. Nobody did no, come back did. and talk to them. Yes. Yeah, he can't he, because he didn't die. Yeah, so right. Yeah, but he still addressed. He wrote the letters, and we had to see his perspective on how he felt about every person right. in his life. And then after that, when he went to go talk to people about it, that was not addressed in the movie. And I really wanted to that closure of his growth to realize he did not want to die. He did mm. not want to end his life. So that part is what I missed in the movie. Right. I was mad on the ending too, but I, I kind of felt like Raya get over it. I mean, every other thing in oh, this part. book was exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just was like, yeah. wait, that was the one thing. No, it's not over. No. I love the it. only part, I guess, because I don't, I don't remember whether it was in a book or not, but when he actually did take the pills to kill himself, like, I don't remember him actually taking the pills in the book. I, I didn't recall that either. Yeah. But the book was no, so long yeah, that they, I can't remember. He whether. took the pills. It just didn't, he didn't, whatever he did, it didn't work because he actually in the move, in the book, I think he vomited them up or something. He didn't take enough that could actually kill him. He oh. Yes. He took a, like a handful thinking that that would be enough. And then mm-hmm. because it was already high tolerance for drugs, he just ended up oh, vomiting. Gotcha. And then he took like basically the whole bottle to be able to produce death basically. Right. And the one thing that I also didn't like from book to movie was, <laughs> sorry, it sounds kind of crazy, but every time that he went to go do drugs in the book, it was this like 
binger where they were just doing everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, it was like, oh, I'm just going to take a few shots and do one line of coke. And Mm -hmm. that was it. But in the book, it was like you really saw him go on this downward spiral of drugs and women and tanking his life because he didn't know what to do with his life versus in the book. I mean, sorry, the movie where he just was like, oh, I'm going to take two shots and take a line of coke when he met up with Boris again. Mm -hmm. And then he also they didn't have the scene where he actually met um, the dad. Yeah, I was about to say that. Um, Andy's in the dad. Park. Andy's dad in the park. In the and park. that's how and you they really... cross paths, mm-hmm. yeah. That would have coincided with him actually being on antidepressants, you know, whatever his issue was. Remember, they were talking about that and it kind of went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only piece... Well, there's two things that I would have liked to have seen, but it's certainly, as you said, Ray, it was just they've gotten... Every, they got every, almost everything right. And that was the closure of the relationship with him and Xandra. And the book, she sort of had a talk with him and was saying, you need to not hang around that guy. He's bad news. He's mm-hmm. going to bring you down and things of that nature. Do you remember that conversation yeah. she had yes. with him? So I would have liked to have seen that because it showed some some aspect of the fact that she had a little bit of feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Instead, their last interaction that we saw in the movie was, you're just like your dad. Yeah. And then he kind of left. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the other piece was, I kind of like the ending of the book where um, Boris got the reward money and he gave yes. the reward money mm-hmm. to... Um, start his life over. Yeah, for him to start his life over and kind of get the shot back. And he was able to use that to pay back all the people that he sold the fake furniture to. Um, so that piece of closure, I was disappointed. That That's I the part that it. I didn't like. I wanted him to get the money just to be able to get back with Hoagie. Hobie. Hobie, yeah. Hobie, sorry. Because I thought that would have been, you know, that's the part I missed too. One part that I missed was, um, even though she's probably irrelevant, but Boris's girlfriend. Remember that was the whole part of him. When he was a teenager. Yeah, when he was a teenager, straying away from Theo and Theo getting upset and then, you know, I missed that part. Um, because he really did. He was on the, the rolls at that point. Yeah, aspect of the two exactly. of them. Exactly. How jealous he got. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it definitely, but it, I can, everything else they got right. I understand right. why yeah, they removed the characters, but I was actually kind of looking forward to that right, when exactly. I watched the movie. I was too, yeah. Agreed. I got confused on the scene. Remember the, um, the guy that comes to the house looking for the dad? Um, Mr. Mr. Silver. Silver. Yeah. So Mr. Silver comes looking for the dad and I don't know. To me, it didn't come across as much as like I'm coming after him. In the book, it seemed like it was more obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, yeah. them. What's the what's the scrawny guy's name who was um, trying to get the painting from him that he sold the furniture to? Mr. Reeves. Yeah, Mr. Lucius. Reeves. Lucius. Yeah. They also didn't show anything about like people hunting him down. Yeah, to get their money back. To get or to um. To get that painting. Because remember, mm-hmm. wasn't it Lucius who sent people to follow him? And then... No. I'm no. sorry. Back it up. Yeah. Remember Bo- Boris and his associate... His associate was, like, tracking him. Mm-hmm. He yes. was, like, tracking him. And he kept seeing this person following him or outside. So there was a scene where when... Boris and him came to and Theo came together where the um, that guy came up. His name is irrelevant to me, so I don't remember it. But he was like, you know, <laughs> nice seeing you again, Theo. And I was like, wait, he's never seen you before. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe they filmed that and then cut it. 
cut that part out because you know they do all this mm-hmm. whole film and then they s- decide what's going to stay and what's going to stay out but he made a reference to Theo like Wait, the no, scene no, his driver. I was going to say I, I, I took from it that it was his driver when they were in New York and um, they had just left the uh, Russian bar place and they were doing like wine to coke in the car and that's when he says you know I'm sorry for taking the Your painting. The painting and he finally like it came to him so he jumped out of the car and ran out then once they got to Amsterdam is when he said good to see you again oh okay this, the same guy know. was a driver okay so a yeah. personal assistant they kind of combined oh those two okay roles. okay yeah. okay and I was fixated on the fact that that was the person in the book that was the person who was kind of like stalking him looking mm. he might have had and it could have been it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah but like I took yeah. it as it was his driver yeah okay. like got it flat out driver got it got it yeah one part I was relieved about, even in the book, is when Theo's dad um, tried to make him um, call his mom's lawyer to get I the love money. That scene. Oh my god! I was in the book. I was scared to death. I'm like, please don't let this jerk get this little boy's money. But the way he was going about it, it seemed like that he was going to be able to get it. But then when he got on the phone, I was so I love this. I love seeing that in the movie. I it love the. It sounds bad, but I love like the violent aspect of it because I was worried how they were going to portray that mm-hmm. with yeah. him being aggressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you have to call him, you have right. to get this money, and I like how they made it the same way the book was, where it was kind of like, oh well, you know, this is an investment for yes. us for our Rest future. Yeah, I need this money, and then when Theo was starting to question, he automatically switched on yeah. that violent aspect mm-hmm. and, and the it crap was out of him. exactly, and that's how I felt. Yep. When I book. read the book, yep. when I watched the movie. And yep. so I'm glad they translated that very well. Perfectly. The desperation. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially once it Even when he, failed. Yes. And, and he, he started flipping it. stuff right. and throwing it. And I really envisioned that from the book. And they portrayed that very well in the movie. Right. I'm but I did that. miss the whole, um, you know, the guy in their ho- in their neighbor, their house or whatever. And, and he went and was telling Theo how his mom loaned him money. And so he gave Theo money. And, you know, he... He had hid the, oh, the bellman or the, the something. Bellman, the and he had hid the painting oh, right. from him yeah. for a long time. I mean, it, it's fine because it, it didn't hurt the movie, but I was looking for that because mm-hmm. Theo needed to see for me more about how caring and loving his mother was. Yeah. And that didn't come across as much in this book. I completely book. agree. Yeah. Especially too. when he went back. And he recognized him and was like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Right. You know, I know Theo. He's a great person. And it showed that his mom did good deeds. His mom cared about Mm -hmm. people. people. But then also that by association with his mom, it was like, since she's my family, you're my family. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have much family. Mm -hmm. So that part I I missed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they didn't portray that in Mm -hmm. the movie at all other than Andy saying... She was an awfully nice person. Right. That was pretty so much you missed yes. you missed the you missed the bellman and then you also missed the attorney. Because remember, yes. there was obviously some sort of relationship between when the mom and the attorney. Yes. Um, which is why he was so adamant about not letting anyone else touch that money. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he knew his dad's, you know, track record. Yeah. And that showed that they had that connection that yes. in the movie we didn't know about. Right. And also this whole like movie aspect of the mother being this um illusion for like the whole movie. Yeah. Where it was always like the back of her walking mm-hmm. away. And I get it, but I didn't like that because the book didn't make it that way. Right. The book was like she was a stagnant person in mm-hmm. his life that was always in the back of his mind. Yes. But then in the movie, it was kind of like this illusion of her just kind of always fading away versus that presence that in the book was like, you're doing wrong. You're not doing 
well. This is not the person that I raised. Right. This is not the mm-hmm. relationship that we had. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, you're on your own. <laughs> I'm there. Right. And, and like in the background, but not fully in the front. Right. Right. Like, as it was in the book. I actually liked that. I took it, I guess, a different way. I took it as that was his last memory of her and they wanted us to feel his what he's feeling yeah but not 18 times like and then then also he he said that the reason that she's moving she wouldn't turn to him is because it was his fault yes so it wasn't it it wasn't yeah it wasn't really portrayed as that was the the last vision of it was portrayed as she's not going to turn and look at me because she's mad at me because i'm the one who killed her right so i guess that's my point like it's more of his um dreams it's why we kept seeing her in that light versus seeing her her, her face. I think mm-hmm. it, he was trying to portray it on what he's seeing in his dreams. How do we like the characters? Oh, we're doing the casting right now? Yeah. Because oh, I'm yeah. oh, oh, the casting. Oh, every, man. Okay, every. so I loved every single selection with the exception mm-hmm. of Boris. Really? I Wait, didn't... young or old Boris? Either one. I just didn't, I pictured a more Russian looking type character for some reason i don't know why but like just like the average like the blonde russian mm-hmm. looking that. character that's what i pictured as boris but i yeah, like I this from boris. Your, ukraine i don't know why i had russian in my head yeah from reading I the book. From ukraine yeah. but i pictured that um and i didn't picture um hobby hobie, hobie. I didn't picture that Hobie, but I loved him. Yeah. I absolutely loved him. Yeah, Hobie that's what I was about to say too. Because he definitely say? did not have that six foot five height that the book described him. Oh. But I do like him. I yeah, did I like, like him, him overall. I do. I like for one all the characters, and we all know that I love Finn Wolfhard. Yes. Like he's in so many different things. It. He was in Stranger Things. He's a great actor. Yeah. And his accent to be that Ukrainian yes. Russian accent. I was expecting him to falter throughout it because he has he's American, mm-hmm. but he also had a strong accent and he definitely translated those little like witty comments mm-hmm. that were in the book very well. So, of course, mm-hmm. I love him. But all the actors for me, they weren't exactly what I envisioned in the book. But then when I saw it in the movie, it was better. Yes. Than what I envisioned. Yeah. That's what yeah. I feel. Yeah, yeah. even um, Hobie's character. Like, yeah. Yes. I pictured a, like, a, an olive-skinned man that was, like, you know, 6'5", exactly. kind of like, you know... Over. Like, yeah, like a, um, <laughs> a, a broad, kind of, like, lurch kind of guy. Yes. But when I saw this character, I was just like, yeah, that, 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 works. that, that works. It took me a minute. Exactly. It took How me a minute. How about Ms. Barber? Nicole Kidman? Yes. Oh, nailed yeah, it. Nailed it. Right on nailed point. It. I just Old loved her. Old and young. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the makeup artist, congratulations, because you made Nicole Kidman, who is just an elegant looking woman, be old. Yes. And still elegant. Yes. Right? Yes. Because, I mean, that takes some serious work to age somebody, but age them elegantly. Yes. Right? Exactly. Oh, she was perfect. Sorry. And do you know, I love the Wilson brothers. And yes. Luke Wilson as Daddy. I would have never <laughs> casted him as Me such. either. I never. Not as I'm Sarah Paulson either. I would have so never casted her. Yeah. And when he turned up as, you know, the dad, I was just like, wait, this works. It, it yes. does. Especially partnered with Xandra, um, yeah, Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Yeah. And seeing them two together and their dynamic, I was like, I get it. I would have yeah, never it. I would have never guessed her. Like, all, all I see is Marsha Clark. Sorry. Right. But that's all I see when I look at her. 
From OJ? OJ Lawyer? That's from the OJ movie? Um, yeah. And all I see is American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah. All I see is American Horror Story. Yeah, me too. But she got, because she had on that brown, that dark wig. Yeah. It's all like a, like a leopard pet print. I was like, whoa, first of all, she does not expose her body. <laughs> no. At anything. And at her all. in a bikini, I was like, look at oh, you oh, stepping out, out of nice your like, comfort zone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that a nice body, but like it's just not her character. Yeah. Normally, what she normally is. But she knocked that part out too. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She was chewing that gum. I was like, oh, I'm about Great to actress. like snag that gum out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she was good. I they just they nailed, nailed it with it. the casting. They nailed it. Yeah, the casting was really, really good. Even part- with like the old and young, the um younger Theo, uh Ainsley Elgart. Oates. What? Oates is the younger. Yeah, my bad. So <laughs> Oates, frankly, my bad. Um his his um detachment that he showed in his face as everything was going on with his mom like i guess his way of grieving mm-hmm. but also wanting to be a part of um this new family his facial expressions his demeanor oh, yeah. i loved how he portrayed yeah. that grief but still knowing that he has to be strong because he's already kind of experienced loss by losing his dad when his dad left mm-hmm. and seeing that he had the little small family with him and his mom but then losing his like the last piece of family he had, his facial expressions, his mannerisms. I loved every bit of young mm-hmm. Theo. He did a he did a really, a really, really good, really good job. job. I like Pippa. She was gorgeous. Yeah, she was. I mean the little the younger Pippa, oh my gosh. She was so, so cute. Pretty. Yes. Yeah, she was a cutie. Who played who played Pippa's husband? She wasn't married. Theo? That was her boyfriend. No, her boyfriend the one that Everett. she was living with. Everett? Everett. Oh. Oh yeah. Was I forget because he, he he was, was he exactly, relevant to the movie Ray? He's exactly how I picture too. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, really? Yeah. He was. I don't he know was. that I actually pictured or zoned in on him. I did because Theo was just you know like he's a loser. There was a part of me that wished they had changed the ending and made him and the- Theo and Peppa live happily ever after. No, that's not what yeah. the story's about. I know, but I just wanted them to be together. Yeah. Take, a, take another sip, right? I wanted them to be together so bad. One of my favorite parts of the movie, though was um, when they found out that... Should we need some more? They need some more. <laughs> no, good. Thank you. That Theo's dad died mm-hmm. when they were in the house with Xandra and all her friends. And they were so high out of their minds. <laughs> oh, Theo my God. And the Boris. Scene. And then he... <laughs> Oh, yeah. gets up and walks and grabs a glass of wine. And she was like, excuse me, you're not old enough to drink. He was like, my my, my, my apologies. I you thought you could me. me. Yeah. I died. I died. I it's so funny. And that scene, like, for kids to, for one, not have, like, been on, like, an acid trip because, like, they're kids. <laughs> right. To be able to portray that, I was dying. Yeah, that like, was hilarious. I mean, of course, so that was all their imagination, right. stewing all that up. And, I mean, I've never been on an acid trip, but that's what I would have imagined it right, like. Exactly. Like, literally, be like, oh, you can see me? I wish I would have showed a little bit because, remember, he, Boris was like, oh, my God, all I see is sparks coming out of her mouth. Yes. I wish they would have showed that a little bit. Like, just the fun see, part of what they see. It wasn't what they saw. Mm-hmm. It was what, like, of course, like, what, I'm sorry, what they saw, but we didn't see it mm-hmm. because their facial expressions gave enough of to be like, whoa, she has sparks <laughs> coming out of her, like, her mouth, but I got to keep myself together because mm-hmm. they're all home and not supposed mm-hmm. to be home. Right. And act normal. Act normal. So, like, the way that their facial expressions and their body language portrayed the sparks coming out of their <laughs> mouth and, like, their faces shifting and, like, oh, you can see me? Mm-hmm. I that loved so every funny. bit of it. Was I was, like, obnoxiously ever. laughing in the theater. I know people beside me are probably hating me, <laughs> 
but hey, you know, it was I hilarious. Like there was a lot of different funny little scenes that I like that they added. Yes, I agree. But yeah. Well, I also like their <laughs> scene. Their scene late when they, of course, are high and they are laying out at the pool. Yes. That oh was a God. really nice scene. It was like, how well. do you know when it's going to work? And then they switched to them just laying out night. <laughs> <laughs> right. How about the kiss? When Boris got in the cab. Oh my I God. mean, we read that in the book, but I was like, well, I mean, when Theo got in the cab and Boris gave him the kiss, he was like, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> the suspense with that, well, after the kiss, when he said, just wait one more day. Yeah. Uh, my friend that I went to the movie with, he said, well, what is it? why is he need to wait one more day? I don't understand. And it took every bit of me not to yes. spoil it to, so he can say, you know, what he was waiting for. But he kept asking, what is he waiting for? And I was like, if you don't watch this movie. Right. And shut your face. From a perspective so, of not knowing, yeah. it's so hard to I hold know. it in. Well, it's so interesting because I was actually afraid that they were going to let us as the viewers see him switch it. And so we went through the whole movie. Oh, we would go through the whole point. movie oh, knowing have. that he right. switched it. Well, you remember when we did Burn a Dead. Dead. They let us issue. know that we knew that she wasn't missing. Yeah. Right. So I was actually scared that we were going to know this whole time that that was a fake one in there. And so I'm really glad for those people who didn't read the book mm-hmm. that they didn't tell us as the audience and that we didn't even realize it was a fake until Theo did in the movie. That is a good point. And I, I'm... S- for one, glad that you did not mention that before, right. <laughs> right now, because I would have been so mad if they spoiled it. Because that, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but that suspense, that buildup, is what made that like mm-hmm. conversation in the car being like, "Oh well, you know, you don't know that I have it or that it's right. like you're right. when you saw the whole news post <laughs> about Miami all these years." I was like, "I know, I'm so mad for you." <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm so glad they did not spoil it. You, that's a good point. To that would have. Definitely made me give this a very different rating. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> so speaking of rating, are we ready to rate this? I think we are. Well, quick fact. Well, no, we're not. Sorry, really quick. And we're back. Because I didn't know that Goldfinch had an actual meaning. Did you guys know that? Yes. Yes. And it all I brings everything into right. perspective with Listen the movie. Go ahead, drop some no, I got y'all. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> look, Rhea has a face on her face, face like, right now. That's irrelevant. Did she just roll her eyes yes, in the back did. of her head? <laughs> like, all I see is the whites of her eyes right I now. I hate so much right now. <laughs> but she's still going to drop that but knowledge. I'm still going to drop the knowledge. Go ahead, drop it. So, Goldfinch signifies abundance and prosperity. It symbolizes the importance of positivity and optimism and the value of happiness, joy, and sim- simplicity in your life. Isn't that, like... What? Wraps it Can all you up? summarize Does that for me? Does it wrap off of what? Well, Can you just... summarize that in your own damn words? <laughs> <laughs> so when you said that it symbolizes something, I was thinking about like the goldfinch, the bird is also like, caged in the picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What the the painting is supposed to me- represent. Yeah, I didn't think that deep. I, I oh, went yeah. to like, oh, Ooh, really? That's a deep bird? No, what painting, you say now? Painting, what you say now? What Basically, what Boris was trying to tell him in his little speech after he called the art police is what he refers it to. When they were in the cafe, he's like, drink your coffee. Right. Because he was still coming off of, like, detoxing from right. overdosing. Exactly. So, so he, he kinda, basically was saying what? That you you make mistakes, but sometimes... You um, come out of mistakes. Right. From all the paintings was found. It doesn't make you right. a bad person. It just makes you even a human. Stole, right. Even though you stole the paintings, they found more paintings. 
because of everything that you did bad. So, so all the bad things that he did kind of led. I get it. Good. I needed her to put that in her own words. Some of this bullshit on this piece of paper saying abundance in the rectifatai. Is this a rectifatai? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Rectifatai. That language. Sibatai must be the thing. Sibatai. Look that up. Happy, clappy, happy. Okay, um. So, we get to the rating now? Yeah. Should we get to the rating? Probably. I'm gonna give this a full glass of wine. Great. I got nothing else to say. So, I will second that. I'm gonna give it a full glass. I loved every bit of it, even though I was a little disappointed with the ending with the not thought reading of letters. I still get a full glass. Full glass for me. This is Raya. Bing, bing. Really? I definitely give it a full glass. I would watch and read this book again if it wasn't, you what? know, $115,000 oh. long. <laughs> um, is it crazy? <laughs> full glass. So, that's our full, full glass bottle. is a full bottle of LVE. Yes, deliciousness. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to this podcast. Please catch us on the next episode. Thank you, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen for this bottle. Deliciousness. Follow us on Rewatch Wine, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, bye. Bye. bye.